Welcome to Speak the Truth, a podcast devoted to giving biblical truth for educating, equipping, and encouraging the individual and local church in counseling and discipleship. Hello, hello. We are um, here, still here at Speak the Truth in the studio. This is a bonus episode to the one, I'm not sure what Michael's going to title it, but if you have not listened to the one before, when this one's posted, go and do that now um, because we left the last um, podcast and just felt like there was a little bit that was um, unanswered that we wanted to kind of come back and, and talk to you about. But real quick, we're in studio with... Mike Van Dyke. Hello, hello, hello. Got to do the three hellos. Okay. And lead pastor of Kingdom Chapel, Ronnie Mills. Hello, hello. Good to see you guys. Awesome. Um, Okay. So last episode. Biblical counseling and church planning. What? Biblical counseling and church planning was the episode. Oh, that's that's the title that you're going to do it? Yeah. Okay, well, cool. That just happened. That just happened. Thank you. Thank you for being <laughs> so, like, prepared ahead of time. So prepared. Yeah. So what's that music playing? Is that, the, are they going to hear that or? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Do we love that? We trying something new on this one. I thought you did. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. Yeah, it's uh, just a uh, just a little riff loop that uh, as we're talking, just to kind of have it going in the background. Okay. If you'd like, I can turn it off. No, we'll see. We'll okay. see how this how this works. Okay. Right. Uh, well, it's always good when you're talking. You have like music in the background, right? Yeah, it kind of keeps you on rhythm. You, you know what I mean? I like yeah, it. Nice, yeah, yeah. Yeah. very cool. Okay. Yeah. So last episode, we had a little part where we talked about just in leadership, pastor, teacher, um, counselor. You know, it can be. Um, scary at times, intimidating, um, or just in reality, sometimes when you're in that light and you have that platform, you obviously realize your accountability before the Lord. And so you already kind of have that thought and pressure. Um, but you know, just obviously, like we talked about from a pastoral standpoint with Ronnie is the thought that, you know, you can really be in a place that you can feel rejected. You're taking a lot of criticism, you know, when people visit visit churches, they really look at the pastors to say, you know, this is going to determine whether I like this church or not. It's not about the, the people or the believers. It's really about, you know, you and how you preach and how well you do that. And I'm kind of feeling that as well, you know, teaching a women's Bible study and and just the thought of, like I said, you know, sometimes I just, I, I get overwhelmed. I just want to run off the stage and going like, I don't want to do this anymore. And so when we ended, I just really felt a weight and of, hey, how can we just really encourage those who might be listening that actually feels that? You know, oftentimes, you know, as I've thought about the things that God has really called me to do recently, not just the teaching, but the writing piece too, I feel so overwhelmed in a way of, okay, Lord, if you're calling me and giving me this assignment, and we always talk about like you're gifted in that area, well, why can't I just automatically be good? Almost like if you're going to be a pro swimmer, that you can't just jump in the pool and just immediately be good, right? That you actually have to grow that gift and allow it to be groomed and you learn through experience and that's a hard part because it's like if I want if I get this assignment for writing I would love just to be uh, like it just be so fluid you know I just sit down at my computer and it's this beautiful thing that you see on TV I'm looking at Lakeside and I'm just like man it's just flowing out of me and it's not it's so hard and um, and I've never really you know I, I just remember feeling that like at the very beginning and so and then when it's published and you know all these people are reading it, you realize you you just analyze it. You know, you think of, okay, did I do a good job? What are they reading? What are they thinking? And you start really 
taking your eyes off of the assignment and what God's doing in and through you, but more so like how are other people thinking and, um, and do they like it? And I start wondering if I'm pleasing them. And so I know I'm not alone out there. And so if you're in that moment or maybe not now, but later, I just, um, we just kind of came together right now and just thought of a few things that has really encouraged us, um, in scripture. And I know that there's tons of things here, but we just kind of pulled together six that might be an encouragement to you as you continue to push, um, um, forward and serving the Lord in whatever capacity that might be in counseling and preaching and teaching, uh, really sometimes just in that one-on-one church yeah, church planning. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to let you start off, right, Michael? The okay. first point being trust. Yeah. Trust. Um, so really getting into the five things that we're going to talk about six. The, or six things, the the overarching piece in all of these uh, is attached to, you know, we're either fearing the Lord or we're fearing man. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's that's really the, the the heart and root of the issue. But with that being said, uh, Colossians one ten is uh, just a just a really good reminder Gal- of Galatians. What did I say, Colossians? Yeah, Galatians one ten. Okay, Galatians yeah. one ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Galatians one ten. Uh, just a good reminder of trusting and who, who we put our trust in. So Galatians 1.10, For am I now seeking the favor of man or of God, or am I striving to please men? If I were still trying to please men, I would not be a bondservant of Christ. Uh, again, it's part of seeking and trusting. Typically, what we trust is ultimately what, what we put our trust in is where, where our fear is rooted in. So, you know, if we're trusting in the opinion of men, then or subsequently or consequently, rather, our trust will then fall uh, in that because that's where trust and fear go hand in hand. You know, what we again, what we put our trust in is ultimately what we what we fear as a result of that. Depending how, on how scary in this verse, it actually says if you're trying to please man, then you're not being a servant of Christ because you're serving man. Right. Like, that's really scary to think of the weight of that. Like, the more that I think about what other people are thinking, the more that I've completely taken my eyes off of serving the Lord fully. Well, and that's that's kind of the point that Paul's mm-hmm. making there is that that bond servant of Christ, because typically what we fear is ultimately rooted in what we what we're serving. Mm-hmm. You know, again, trusting trust, serving and fear, all three of those, you know, categorically are, are connected with each other. And that was, you know, ultimately result in, you know, if, if we are, whether we're church planning or in our counseling, uh, we're always this rhetoric in the back of our minds, asking those questions like, Oh man, what did they think? Or so we, we become enamored with the fear of people's response to thing. And really what that does is reveal in those particular moments, that voice in our head, we're revealing the fact that that's the voice of our flesh putting its trust in man. And as we read here in Galatians 1.10, Paul's, you know, pretty much making this compelling argument like, look, I'm not serving man. I'm serving God. Therefore, I'm not trusting in man. I'm trusting in God. So that's a good word there. Yep, that's a good one. And then, yep. Ronnie, you have one, a tip for on faith, right? Yeah. So um, a guy told me once, uh, he said that faith is the willingness to look foolish. And, uh, I really think that, that, <laughs> that, uh, categorizes the entire Christian faith, right? So it, it's oftentimes that, that, that our faith is foolish to the world. And, um, that's just reality, you know, but yeah. faith is, is stepping out in obedience to Jesus. And, you know, I think about, um, when we follow Christ, you know, we're called to take up our cross daily. Well, what is our cross? Well, our cross mm-hmm. is made of faith, right? That's our yeah. cross. 
and, and our faith is faith to obey. And we have to be willing to, um, you know, sacrifice what that might, you know, cause our reputation to look like or, or whatever the case may be, you know, whatever fear that we're fearing. And we have to be willing to step out and look foolish for Jesus. Yeah. And yeah. Paul did this often in his ministry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and also it's just, you know, the, we can make it about our performance, you know, we make it about a performance. We're really not having faith in. So the next one would be the, um, with humility, you know, just being humble and really realizing if I get boastful and I try to make this all about like what I can do and, and all about my performance, well, then I'm trusting in myself. I'm having faith in myself, which is really the opposite of what both of you just said. And when we are dependent on the Holy Spirit, we're dependent on the sanctification process. And so, you know, when I started the episode, I was talking about like me wanting this gift right away. Well, what is that doing? That's stealing me from the process of sanctification, of becoming more and more like Christ, that spiritual maturity and how I'm growing. And so my encouragement to you is as I also do myself and just, you know, regrouping, preaching to myself, reminding myself to stay humble. This isn't about you. It's about the Lord, the Lord's work, uh, trusting in the Holy Spirit, realizing that um, no matter even how well I perform, even if I was, it was amazing that it's not about that. It's about the work of the spirit within them. And then even if I fail and I do horrible again, it's not about that. It's about the work and what the Holy Spirit's doing and then in them. And so having that humility and realizing that it's so much greater than you, that God knows so much more than you. Um, that is a really great reminder for you to just, um, just sit in that rest in his promises, his faithfulness, knowing that you can trust him, you know, Proverbs three being a scripture, you know, back to where Michael was on, you know, it, you know, acknowledging God first, right. And he will make your path straight. And so, um, you know, that's just a tip out there. Um, okay. So we got trust, faith, humility, and then, um, Ronnie, you got wisdom for us. Yeah. So, uh, just James three, 13 through 18. So who is wise and understanding among you by his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, Do not boast and be false to the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder in every vile practice. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere, and a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. And so, you know, that passage just reminds me to hold my ambitions accountable, right? What am I chasing? You know, is it about me or is it about Jesus? Mm. Um, because at the end of the day, he's the one that deserves all glory, right? Mm-hmm. For what we do and whatever he's calling us to do and, and speaking to, um, you know, our, our weaknesses, that's where Jesus is really going to get all the glory, right? Mm-hmm. Is whenever we're doing things in our weakness so that his strength is made perfect. And so just understanding where true wisdom comes from and living that out as, he calls us to do whatever task he gives us to do. Mm-hmm. Discernment would be a good word to kind of research on top of that and doing like a word study of just having that spirit of discernment. Um, slowing down too, Ronnie, I think, you know, as you say that, I think about sometimes we're going, going, going. I can't imagine you being, you know, a plant pastor, like how fast and yeah. how many tasks there are for you to do. But sometimes we have to really slow down and and stop and say, okay, God, like, 
you know, again, just give me that spiritual discernment to make sure that I'm aligned with your will, you know? Um, and am I just doing to do, or am I doing exactly the assignment and the task that you've given me? Because sometimes when we go so fast, we are, we are, it's just a task. It's a list to be done. And we've completely lost, um, out on the opportunity to really fully serve the Lord versus yeah. serving man, you That's know, good. and our comfy chairs and AC around here in Texas, you know, right. so, um, <laughs> I don't know, it'd be, it'd be pretty miserable without AC yeah. in Texas. Oh, yeah, I know yeah, for, for sure. sure. <laughs> um, Maybe some church fanning going on for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. talking about, you know, being aligned with the father's will, Michael, you got that one. That's our point number five. You want to kind of tell us about that one, the father's will, or do you have something different? Uh, the father's will is that the one that I was going to with John 20? Yeah. 20? Okay. All right. Just making sure. All right. I was, I was uh, getting our next, uh, our, our next music loop oh, prepared. Oh gosh. Can you, I mean, can I DJ over no, here? No, you cannot like <laughs> no. say in the con- me and Ronnie's talking about good stuff hey, over man, here. Listen up. Deep. And yeah. good music. Hey, good glorify God in everything. Yeah. Good music. You know what I mean? Some good riffing music. All right. Uh, John 2020. Uh, excuse me, John 20, 21, Jesus is really talking to his disciples and really coming out of the fear, uh, is because, uh, let me just provide some context here. Verse 19. So when it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and when the doors were shut, uh, where the disciples were for fear of the G, uh, I can't, I can't read scripture. I guess I shouldn't be focusing on music. Fear of the Jews. Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, peace be with you. And when he said this, he showed them both his hands, his side. The disciples then rejoiced when they saw the Lord. So Jesus said to them, or said, Jesus said to them again, good night. It's too late, I think. All right. Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. Uh, so in that same spirit that uh, Jesus accomplished what the Father had called him to do, uh, and the accomplishment of the work that the Father gave him to do by showing them, uh, his hands uh, that uh, he had accomplished. So basically, if, just to put that in perspective, for three years, these guys followed him and they saw and heard the miracles and everything that he was doing. And now the promise that he was saying it had now been fulfilled. And it, there was a physical sign in his hands. And so he's saying that same peace, even in the midst of what I did to accomplish the work that the father had given me, this peace that I had purchased I'm now giving to you in that same piece, go. And he's sending them out in that. And what's interesting about that, you know, Jesus being our prophet, priest, and king, um, likewise in Ezekiel 2, uh, actually we see just a kind of a similar, uh, just a similar call uh, where, you know, the Lord uh, is is telling Ezekiel, the prophet, uh, what he was to do and go speak to this these obstinate people, which was Israel at the time, right? Uh, but verse 6 specifically, and you, son of man, and this is Ezekiel chapter 2, verse six and you son of man neither fear them nor fear their words though thistles and thorns are with you and you sit on scorpions neither fear their words nor be dismayed at their presence for they are a rebellious house what this demonstrates is when god calls us and he has as believers in terms of our call as christians as ministers of the gospel is making disciples this is our call this is the prophet call. So we're kind of co-profiting, if you will, uh, the, the call of the gospel. And, and we've been empowered by the spirit uh, to go and proclaim this very call. 
And so we're among an obstinate people. We are in a world that is at war with God. They're enmity with God and God in his love for the world uh, and those that the son has given him. John chapter 17. This is the same call that we have. It doesn't matter how people respond. And so these are the type of promises that we need to be constantly preaching to ourselves uh, to to completely rebuke that commentary and that that, that voice in our mind sometimes when the fear of man wants to uh, just continually come after us um, and steal the fear of the Lord and in, in its place, put the fear of man back on our hearts, which we need to kick that joker off the throne. He is not on the throne. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. That's really good. So we've got the five points. We have trust, faith, humility, wisdom. And then, Michael, you just reminded us of the Father's will and just making sure that our fear is right aligned, that we that we remember that we're entrusted with the gospel. What um, a, a beautiful thing that is. And I think that that really is a great way to just bring us home and just having gratitude. You know, uh, Paul is a, a lot of the, uh, the Apostle Paul, I think, is some of the scripture that we referenced. We did go a little fast, and if you're out there driving, Michael will put all of the scriptures in the show notes for you uh, to review and go back and actually take time to study, maybe write out some of these scriptures to just uh, put in front of you to remind you and and uh, help you get settled. Um, but Paul wrote to the Colossian church, Colossian church, Colossians. <laughs> oh my goodness, it is late. Like, okay, we are trying so hard here. We love you. We let's go. Keep going. Like press forward and reading the scripture. Colossians chapter three, verse 14. Listen to what Paul says. He says, and above all these put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which indeed you were called in one body and be thankful. That is such a great reminder for me, even reading it tonight, because there's so many times that I feel so alone in ministry and you can have so many people around you, but yet it feels so lonely in some, for some reason. And that reminds, that just reminds me like your body is there. Oftentimes as leaders, we don't, we forget to reach out and ask for prayer and we're always praying for other people. And I forget to send that message like sisters, I need you. Like this is a heavy calling that I have on my life right now. It's not boastful to say, this is what the Lord is doing in my life. And I need you to pray for me because we are one body. But something recently I was reminded of, and I can't remember where I was listening to a podcast or something, another podcast. And so, um, or I don't know if it was a pastor, I don't really know where, but here's what, here's what I was reminded of is that I'm technically never alone, right? Cause God is omnipresent. And that was such an encouragement to me. Cause I can literally be looking around me and feeling like who's supporting me, who's helping me in reality, God has given me everything that I need. And that was such a great reminder for me. And I hope that it is for you because literally if we slow down and again, we remind, remind ourselves of these things that we encouraged you about tonight, these points and, and, and that the fact that the Holy spirit is our helper. We actually have, the power within us that God has given us to guide us, to lead us, to, to help us, to give us direction, to pray for us. You know, we have an advocate in heaven. Like there's so many things that I think we forget about because our eyes is on the world and not on the Lord. Um, okay. So that's that, but let me keep reading and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom. Here we are with the preaching and admonishing, the counseling, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. 
in verse 17, and whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Brother and sister, you will get discouraged. You will reach times of burnouts. It is a heavy load and all the things that you're doing, but I want you to remember your purpose and why you're doing what you're doing to make sure that you're doing it with a heart of gratitude. You're thanking the Lord for all the resources that he's already given you. He's given you the right amount of time, the right amount of people around you, the right amount of resources. Why? Because he's the provider and he provides what's sufficient for what we need to the calling and the purpose that he's given ahead of us and make sure that you're doing it in the name of, of, for the glory of God to make his name known, not yours, not your churches, not the people around you, not your book title, your preaching. It literally is about glorifying God and making him known. Yeah, that's good. Just really quick, uh, one of the verses that I wanted to share before when I was talking about, you know, trusting in the Lord, um, Proverbs 29, 25 really puts this in perspective. So even when we are faced with that loneliness and and, mm-hmm. and everything and, and we have a hard time, we, we naturally have a propensity to look horizontally for help, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. um, we just, that's it's our, like our first instinct, right? right? Mm-hmm. It, yeah. So that. But our propensity needs to be fixed on the word of God. And but that so but that's part of the sanctification and, and growing in that reality. But Proverbs twenty nine twenty five reminds us the fear of the Lord, the fear of man, excuse me, the fear of man lays a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is safe. Um, that's what that comes down to is trusting in the Lord always is I mean, because life is life is is hard. And uh, we need to be trusting in the Lord at all times. So, Well, thank you for yeah. joining us again on this bonus episode of Speak the Truth. Listen, we love you. We thank you for all the things that you're doing. Continue to keep your eyes on Christ, not of the world. Serve him. Um, trust in him. Have faith in him. Humility, wisdom. Remember to do the Father's will. Have a heart of gratitude and ultimately make God known. Go and speak the truth.